disturbing series of horror games where a character with a guilty conscience faces twisted horrors beyond their imagination. Can our hosts create a story of all this guilt, punishment, and writhing flesh? Find out on this episode of Game Reel. Game Reel. This is your host, Annika. I am here with my amazing co-hosts. I'm Cassidy. And I'm Matt. And this is the show where three college grads write movies about their favorite video games. And this week we are talking about the Silent Hill franchise. I'm just going to jump into a little bit of backstory about the Silent Hill games as well as some synopses. Silent Hill is a horror franchise that was first released for PlayStation in 1999 and developed by Konami Digital Entertainment. Its first four games were developed in-house by the team working within Konami, uh, with the following releases mostly developed by Western Studios. For the purposes of this podcast today, we're going to be mostly talking about and referencing the events of the first three games. In the first Silent Hill game, it follows the character of Harry Mason, who is searching for his adopted daughter, Cheryl, in the town of Silent Hill. The town has been taken over by a cult called The Order, and along the way, Harry learns about Alessa, who is Cheryl's mother. Kind of mother. Alessa had been forced by the cult to give birth to a vessel for their deity. Deity. Deity? Deity. (laughs) One of those. (laughs) One of those. For their deity, but when she refused, her soul was split in two, resulting in the creation of a baby, Cheryl, who she had taken out of Silent Hill. Her soul being split in two is what makes it impossible for her to act as a vessel. There are four possible endings based off of how you play. In some of them, um, you get to save Cheryl, and some of them you don't. It really depends on how you play. In the second game, we follow a James Sunderland, who is searching for his wife Mary in Silent Hill. Along the way, you learn that the creatures that James have been interacting with are just projections of his guilty conscience. The game doesn't really reference any of the events in the first game. It's kind of its own standalone thing. And the third game follows Heather, who is the teenage version of the baby left to Harry Mason at the end of the first game. She's forced back into Silent Hill by Claudia, who is a member of the cult that tried to force Alessa to birth their deity. Some shenanigans happen, and like the other two games, there's different endings based off of how you play. Also, just a disclaimer that I've never played any of the games, but I have watched some Let's Plays on YouTube, as well as seen the two movies with Cassidy and Matt, and I guess this is a good segue into asking (laughs) y'all what you thought of those movies. Oh, boy. They're, uh, they're something else. Yeah. Surprisingly, Yeah, mostly bore. I I don't think the second one will... Well, actually, I I gotta hold my tongue, because I did fall asleep during the second one. (laughs) Not my fault. Not my fault. I had work that morning. My internet went down. It was a very complicated day. Um, but those two movies surprisingly had 
a, a lot from the games that I didn't think were actually going to be yeah. from the games. Like, I thought the the they're whole like... cult thing was going to be, like, an invention of the movies, mm-hmm. but they're totally not. It's weird that they changed the name slightly from just, like, Cheryl to Sharon and Harry to Christopher. Like, I don't yeah. get why. Yeah. That's, I think that tripped me up during the movies, because I've... I played like a few hours of the second game. I played enough that I'd seen Pyramid Head a bunch of times and maybe even defeated the first boss. It was a while ago that I played this game. Um, but I like had already like figured out that it was like, oh yeah, this is, this place is like a projection of all his like guilty conscious and all these like horrible things in his psyche are like attacking him in real life. And so I had also seen like a let's play of like the first Silent Hill game. I didn't see anything about the third. <laughs> And so I thought the entire time these movies were going on, I was like, oh, they're totally making shit up because I think Silent <laughs> Hill is supposed to be this vague thing where it just punishes you for, you know, the bad things you did in your life. And it's all about, like, repentance and all this, like, Catholic stuff. But no, apparently they were actually extremely faithful to the games and it yeah. sucked. <laughs> it was really bad. I think even the the original composers for the games was like working on the movies to make sure that like I did get it that. vibe properly. Yeah, and a lot of the a lot of the iconic songs, which are mm-hmm. all like pretty fucking sick, were yeah. included in the movies. The music and the the I was yeah the soundtrack and like the sound design was actually very on par with what I remember yes. of the Silent Hill games. It was like the best part about those movies. Yeah. Besides, also besides like seeing Pyramid Head once or twice. Yeah, hey, all all the parts with Pyramid Head were cool. You can't yeah. Yeah. can't hate on that guy. He's a good. He's a cool guy. He's iconic. I feel like it was it was a good like. So it, it they weren't great movies. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, although I did fall asleep, um, was a better movie because it had yes. um, Kit Harrington doing a terrible American <laughs> accent the whole time, and there that were... was just. It was just yeah. really funny. It was just really funny. Sean and, Bean's like, in that movie too. Yeah, Sean Bean was in both of them. Yeah, and he also was like suppressing some kind of accent, like the whole yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, he is. I, I'm, I'm kind of. I feel like Cheryl's name was changed to Sharon because I feel like maybe in the American accent it might have been a little difficult to say Cheryl. <laughs> his Britishness go- I'm just guessing. Maybe. There's like Maybe. no proof for that whatsoever. Sean no. Bean, you can get back to us on this if you want. Big fan. <laughs> Less so in that movie, but you know, good. I think I think my other favorite part of those movies was the fact that the dialogue was so bad and it was also it felt like very true to the first two Silent Hill games. Because mm-hmm. those games are from like an era when like when the game would be localized for America, the translation from Japanese to English would not be so great. So, like, a lot of the dialogue would be very, like, stunted. It would be weird and unnatural, and people would, like, interact with each other in just, like, crazy ways. And it just (laughs) sounded so wrong. And the movie also sounded like that. Like, they would be talking about all the cult stuff and jumping to these huge conclusions out of nowhere and talking to each other like robots. And it was just like, this sounds like they... They wrote the script in Japanese and then translated it into English and had British people play Americans. It was crazy. Yeah. I think I think the dialogue is especially kind of weird in the first game just because mm. 
of the limitations of the PlayStation 4, like each sentence is its own audio file. Yeah. So there's like yeah. weird pauses in between each of them. Mm-hmm. I, although it's weird, I do really like how the dialogue is in the in the first two games. I haven't like. Yeah. I was I was I've just been like watching hell of fucking let's plays <laughs> of the first two games. It's also and, yeah. Go ahead. It's also particular. I think like the dialogue, although maybe like some translation stuff. I think it's definitely, especially in the second game, like a purposeful choice because i was reading a lot about it and it comes through that the games are very david lynch inspired yeah mm. and like the way he writes dialogue is it's very like strange and like kind of to the point in like a weird abstract way and i think that stuff comes through especially in the style of the games and the music particularly like That's... i get like huge twin peaks vibes in the way that yeah the, the sound tracks are yeah, that's what I remember most about the first, the second game was like all of the weird characters you'd run into and like how weird the interactions with there with them were. It was like the first time you go to the bowling alley and there's like that that big dude who's like eating pizza yeah, and he's just he's just eating pizza and then like or whatever his name is Chris or something James James James, <laughs> James was like how can you eat pizza when there are monsters everywhere and I was like well, I'm hungry. <laughs> It's just so weird. It's so weird. It's like sticks out in my mind. My favorite part of uh, watching the movies is there's a scene in the second movie where um, the main girl, Heather, she like stumbles upon this mannequin monster. Okay. Mm. First of all, the design of the, mo- the monster is actually really incredible. I really liked it. But then she yeah. meets this, this woman and she's like, I'm going to help you get away from the monster. And so then they, they're yeah. running and they get to this vent and they crawl into the vent and then the monster just like yanks the girl out of the vent and you never, they just never, gone. gone. <laughs> they never you bring never it up see again. That girl again. You never know who she was. <laughs> and Heather totally is like not story. upset about it. Nah. Yeah. She just leaves and she's that like, girl might as well not have been real. Yeah. All right. That sucked. <laughs> I'm just built different. <laughs> I, 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 got, I got off track, but I remember. So the movies are not great, but oh, I do yeah. think <laughs> no. that they are very consciously taking a lot of cool stuff from the games and mismatching mm-hmm. it, and I kind of like that. I think it's just that video game movies are just kind of inherently bad. Mm-hmm. Except for ours, of course. Ours are the best. Ours are the best. So it's, you know, especially the first one, it was a lot of just like running through hallways and stuff and like mm-hmm. being freaked out by bugs and like that it's cooler to play that than to actually yeah. just like watch that passively rather than experiencing it. Yeah, I think that's like, I think we've never really addressed this in the whole like length of our show, but I think one of the major downfalls of video game movies, especially from that like time period and like the early to late 2000s Mm. is that they try so hard to include everything from the video game that is like iconic and recognizable Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it ends up kind of just being not a good story and just kind of not interesting and it Mm -hmm. they kind of like take too much from like the actual like shape of the video game and the story i agree because you were saying that, that like, in the second movie, or I guess in both movies, they have, like, the nurses who are mm-hmm. very iconic within the Silent Hill games, but... But they're they, in the second game. 
yeah. in the second yeah. game, but for a very specific like reason, they symbolize something very specific. And then when mm-hmm. you kind of remove that context and you just put a creepy woman in a hallway, it takes away like a lot of that meaning and a lot of what mm-hmm. makes them scary. Right. So yeah, I, yeah. I yeah. completely agree. And also I think there's a way that we're kind of used to stories like in film being structured. So, you know, you have like your ascending action, then like your inciting incident, uh, hero goes through the hero's journey, all of that. But video games aren't really structured in the same ways as movies because it no. doesn't really, it wouldn't translate in that way. So then when they are trying to like take a video game and turn it into a movie, I think a lot of times they don't try to like match it to that hero's journey structure they just kind of throw in like big plot points yeah so mm-hmm. it can feel really For like sure. mishmashed and strange and like yeah strange yeah. we're gonna conform to the hero's journey <laughs> um before we get into pitches do we want to talk about our favorite monsters besides pyramid head which of course is probably yes. all my favorites yes mm-hmm. i think my favorite it is kind of creepy and messed up. It's the... I mean, they're all kind of creepy and messed up. My favorite is the... Uh, it's from Silent Hill 2. It's one of the bosses mm-hmm. you face. Mm-hmm. It's the, the like, is crazy... It... Uh-huh. Oh, is it the Abstract Daddy? Abstract Daddy? I don't... Is that the bed monster? I don't remember. Yes, that's the that's the bed... There's several bed monsters in that. It It's like a gross, like, fleshy... Yes. Thing of like, yeah. Ooh. Yes. Okay. The abstract debt. I. Yeah. I like that thing because it's fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um. And also, I th- correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that thing supposed to symbolize his wife? Um. Kind or is there of. a different well, one that symbolizes his wife? That's also a bed in a gross fleshy mouth. Well, part of part of well, um, spoilers for the second game, but you know, so. <laughs> James killed Mary. Yeah. He like strangled her in bed because yeah. he kind of couldn't bear to have her in her illness anymore. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the abstract daddy, although abstract, like if you look at him, he is like a bed with like a man imposing himself over a woman. Mm-hmm. But it's also tied with Angela, who is a, a different side character. And she was, it's heavily implied that her father was abusive. Like, so like that that's also i think her dad specifically and like she's in the room when you when you fight him yeah it's just like a really creepy horrific monster that is very loaded and it's like it's design and i think that's like that's like one of the huge strong things about the second silent hill game is that every monster's design is like very much intentional yeah definitely unless it's like the mannequins then those are just like legs (laughs) legs <laughs> yeah i agree he's he's also pretty up there for me um i i like the monsters in one but they're also mostly just kind of like slugs and and bugs and stuff which is cool but <laughs> into like everything is it's like all these like fucked up humanoid like creatures and they're all their their bodies are so exaggerated and polypy and stuff and so mm-hmm. you have stuff like that abstract daddy and i don't remember I think they're called the line fig, the lying figures, like the female 
figures without faces and they look like they're in like straight jackets and just the way they convulse and stuff like it's all just like the body horror elements and all the monsters in the second game is just it's so crazy oh yeah yeah and also just just the uses of like bed frames and like a lot of the character design it's like it's super weird looking because it's just the bed frames with all Mm -hmm. these like bodies connected to it yeah. But it's so effective, and it's like it's so more fucked up when you think about what it's the hearkening to of like yeah. Mary's death, Mary's death, and like James's whole thing about people being bedridden. What about you, Annika? I also like the Dark God, who is it's like the main antagonist of the first and third games. It's like who the deity that like they were trying to turn or have Alyssa like birth i think the design of it is so creepy because it's just like bones and then like with like a torso like with skin i think she's really fun and then i haven't actually played this game but there's in silent home homecoming there's this creature called the needler which is meant to like look like a child is being born like out of a woman so it's like the like the legs of like a hospital bed or something like that. And then the head is coming out of where like, you know, a child's head would be birthed out of a vagina. <laughs> I but forgot I, all about these things. Yeah. I'm just like looking at pictures of it. I think it's one of the cre- creepiest designs that they have in any of the games. I, I enjoyed re- reading about this. Cause like the, uh, you know, the original team we worked on the first four games, team silent, like, before they made silent hill they were like kind of the fuck-ups of their studio like they were like missing deadlines and stuff and they were like kind of the delinquents in a way so they were like a rat it was so cool like they're like this ragtag group of people who like you know no one believed in them but then they made like the best thing that their studio made yeah it was just fucking Mm -hmm. awesome that's that that is a heartwarming tale we should make a movie about that I don't know if they got fired, but they all left like after the fourth game too, which makes it a little bit sad. Yeah, because you know, Dream Team breaking up. Yeah, Silent Hill in general is like nowadays. You think about it, it just makes you sad because like yeah, the after the fourth game, all the other games got really bad, and then and then there was gonna be a really good one that Guillermo del Toro was like writing on, and it was it had Norman Reedus, and it was gonna be so good, and then Konami just like shut it down why i don't know i don't i don't remember what the story was but that was what pt was pt that horror game pt was like a little demo for the new silent hill game that was going to come out that like uh hideo kojima was gonna like direct Mm -hmm. and then it just never never happened i remember watching so many let's plays on it because it's so it was so genuinely like so scary yeah i'm reading that PT was apparently canceled because of a ton of like internal conflict going on at the Konami studio. I believe it. Like apparently they were like the developers were like, oh, we don't like the way that we're being treated, so it caused a lot of like internal issues within the company. Oh. Well then good for them because you know, gotta treat your workers right. You don't treat your workers right, you don't get any more Silent Hill ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck Crunch, always. Fuck, fuck Crunch. Fuck Scabs. 
You hear it here first, folks. This podcast supports all the strikes going on. Yeah, pro-union podcast. We, we are. are a pro-union podcast. Are we ready to start pitching? I'm ready to start pitching. I think I'm ready. Who wants to go first? So, I know we were talking about how video game movies are bad, usually, because they just kind of try to shove the plot into a movie. But... My pitch is James returns to the mysterious town of Silent Hill where he receives a letter from his wife who tells her to come find her after three years of her passing. And it's just it's just Silent Hill 2. I like Silent Hill 2 a lot. I think it's really cool. I like the themes that it goes into. I I guess I understand why they didn't try to like integ- like adapt that as opposed to the other storyline because the other one's a lot simpler. But there's just so much more going on, and it's so much more interesting. And you got mm-hmm. the whole like Mary Maria like double person thing, and it's all very Lynchian and engaging. And uh, I just I just like seeing James getting tortured. It's just like it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's so nuts. Here's the thing, Matt. I think it's totally feasible to put the plot of a video game that already exists into movie form. It's yeah. just studios don't pay writers enough to do that. Mm-hmm. I right. think it's totally possible to take our knowledge of like good storytelling and do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I I also you said you don't under, you understand why they didn't do that. I don't because I agree with you. I think the story of Silent Hill 2 is way more compelling than the other ones. I do too. Yeah. It's super compelling. I think it's yeah. It's so interesting cuz all the characters are so interesting and everything has meaning. It's just like really cool. Yeah. Cool monsters, cool story um if if you get to the ending it's it's really heartbreaking mm-hmm. well uh, depends on what ending you get to though there's yeah, a funny one in there too <laughs> there's yeah there's like a dog right you go to a control room with like a shiba inu or something i'm gonna make my pitch now yeah. um <laughs> okay here's my here's my pitch uh it, this is gonna be a horror comedy A group of people is mysteriously thrust into the sinister fog of Silent Hill. It is up to them to face the ceaseless horrors that await them and uncover the town's dark mystery. So I, this is, this is, this is kind of like our, our, this, this pitch is kind of akin to our, um, our Fire Emblem episode, where it'd be original characters, original story, new monsters, plus Pyramid Head. Um, maybe the sexy nurses if we're feeling it. Uh, and okay. I, and I think that what I want, I was picturing this being kind of like, a a cabin in the woods type movie where there's clearly something weird going on behind the scenes of this, but it's like kind of funny the way that it's run. And then the big reveal at the end is the dog ending from Silent Hill 2 where they like go into this giant control room after finding all this crazy stuff and it's like a little Shiba Inu like at this control panel pushing levers and buttons and like looking at these screens and stuff uh and I was thinking if we wanted the movie to be very nihilistic and like a huge downer the message of the movie could just be that bad things happen for no reason and there's no re- there's no control over it. It's just like you know, random and bad. Or if you wanted to be spin that in a positive way, is that bad things happen for no reason, but you can always under overcome them if you work together. So that's that's my kind of 
loosey-goosey weird pitch there. Mm-hmm. I love I that. It. I love that. I thought, <laughs> I thought of a pitch to build off that as soon as you said all that, those things. <laughs> My pitch is that I think we should send another person into the silent hill. <laughs> mm-hmm. No way! All right, <laughs> You're crazy for this one. Okay, are they gonna are they gonna like see like dark things from their past in Silent Hill? <laughs> in Silent Hill, so okay. Most of the Silent Hill games are about a person wrestling with guilt of some sort. So I think it would be interesting to send someone into the town who has done terrible things but doesn't quite feel bad about them. And maybe some of the apparitions they see are like moments they weren't privy to before where they get to see how the extent of their actions touches everyone around them. So the monsters wouldn't necessarily be like big creepy men with swords and butcher knives who are here to like punish in like a physical way necessarily, but could instead be like manifestations of the children of men that he's killed or of starving dogs that were left behind with no one to care for them maybe the dogs can also hold knives i don't know i'm workshopping this (laughs) i think Mm -hmm. think many a good sentence was started with maybe the dogs can have knives (laughs) (laughs) i think this idea could work if the protagonist is like a hitman who is sent to kill someone in silent hill um, and that first murder could be, like, what triggers this haunting in Silent Hill. It's a little bit, like, I thought of this idea of, like, someone is sent to Silent Hill, but he doesn't feel bad for what he's done. It, I feel like it's kind of hard to build a story around that because the monsters in Silent Hill are so, like, based off of guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if we choose this one, we could get creative. I think it'd definitely be easy, like, once we figure out what the trauma is to build monsters of our own yeah. around that. I love that. That's really good. I dig that. I I enjoy both these pitches, because I just, I, I imagine it's it's either James Bond goes to Silent Hill, or for Ca- what Cassidy's pitch made me think of was just immediately, like, the Scooby-Doo gang goes to Silent Hill, which I think I is say, so, like, say. a thought it could happen. Stop, we cannot do another one of these. <laughs> That's so good. It's again I have I know to bring we... up that there's a Scooby Doo Blair Witch spinoff and you should watch it. Yes. It's on YouTube. What? It's very scary yeah. actually. It's very no scary. Fucking way. No, yeah, they actually it ran on Cartoon Network when like Blair Witch was huge. For one day. For one day, mm-hmm. and then they immediately took it off because it was too scary. Because like they were just basically recreating Blair Witch Project. And there's like those scenes where like they're the people are like scared and like they don't they don't have the map anymore and they're like yelling at each other and they recreate those with the Scooby gang and they sound like genuinely upset and scared and it's like upsetting to hear them sound like that. It's just like <laughs> hearing Fred and Daphne and Shaggy yelling at each other and it's just like, Oh my god. That like it's sh- that up. Shaggy meme of Shaggy standing in the corner of like a black room. Yeah, that's from. Is that what it's from? Yeah, that's, that's from it's it. a real thing. It's that's a that's real shot. Actually made by Cartoon Network. Like people, mm-hmm. when I try to tell people about this, they think it's a fan project. And I'm like, no, it's real. It actually it's aired. This. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's anyway. amazing. <laughs> God, you, you guys said Scooby Doo goes to Silent Hill. I can't believe I didn't think of that. <laughs> 
it's like okay i know we just did like the, the resident evil yeah, yeah which which um silent hill you know kind of inspired by resident evil in a lot of ways with the muppet but i feel like it's such a good fit i feel uh. like it's a really good fit i feel like because you know i'm each, like each picturing it now how... no because they they each character has their own like hubris you know like mm-hmm. scooby and shaggy have their gluttony like velma she's very smart but you know she's kind of prideful in that you know daphne's like a consumerist she's fred i don't mean. know what fred's <laughs> Capitalist. fred Fred, Fred says is, uh, fuck. Yeah, Fred is lust. Fred is l- yeah, he could he could have the sexy nurses. Guys, are we gonna do Scooby Doo Goes to Silent Hill? Yes, we are going to do that. <laughs> do we want to? <laughs> I kind of do. I kind of do. I think it. I think it'd be good. I love that none of us brought this as a pitch, but we're doing it. <laughs> this is really good. Um, mm-hmm. All right. We gotta have Pyramid Head. He's gotta be like the main monster, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because every Scooby Doo movie has like a big main monster that like chases them around and shit. Uh, oh. Are they gonna pull Pyramid Head's head off to like try to unmask him? <laughs> I mean, that's the question of the hour, right? What's under there? Can we have the gang like investigating the disappearance of like actual Silent Hill characters? Like they're looking for Harry Mason or Cheryl or something. I I think what they should do is they should stumble into Silent Hill like everyone does. Mm-hmm. Right. Like maybe they're driving through it and then they meet Harry Mason or whoever. Do we want them to meet these characters? These characters are kind of horrible. Like if they meet if they meet um James we have to talk about like infidelity and oh. and like murder. What if they just meet Heather? They could meet Heather. Oh, I don't think she's done anything wrong. She hasn't done anything wrong, and she's super cool and has powers. And And she's in their age group. Yeah, that's true. She's in their age group, and she dresses in a uh, a, like an iconic way. She's got like the white vest and the yeah, the like uh, it's either a skirt or pants. I don't remember. I feel like Shaggy would definitely like crush on her randomly Mm because he would do that with like yeah, yeah rando one-off characters yeah so i guess they're just driving through the town and it they like get caught in a big fog mm-hmm. and then someone has someone on the road has to like make them crash the mystery machine yes or maybe it's like one of those skittering horrors can it be like a scary looking cat oh for Scooby to beef with? For Scooby, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He starts, totally. like, barking, like, causes, you know, Fred to be like, whoa, you know. <laughs> it's a scary cat with, like, I'm trying to think of, like, how An extra silent. eyeball. Yeah, it's got, like, five eyes, and there's barbed wire coming in and out of it. That's true. It's, like, limbs are on backwards for mm-hmm. some reason. I think I think the juxtaposition of scary Silent Hill monsters with Scooby Doo would be like the funniest thing ever. Absolutely, yeah. I feel like Scooby Doo's kind of already done this, like a little bit. I mean, I guess there was Scooby Natural on the in the first James Gunn one. You know, those like weirdo like monsters that Mister yeah. Bean made are pretty those pretty were gnarly, pretty scary, and supernatural, yeah. and like witches and vampires or something are like real in the Scooby Doo universe. At least witches are. Okay, so we see a so we see a gross cat on the road, and it causes mm-hmm. the mystery machine to skid. No, and they crash. They crash like right next to the road sign 
that says welcome to Silent Hill. <laughs> so they're right on the border. Yeah. Right. Well, that's yeah. where everyone enters Silent Hill. Yeah. They like look over and they see the big road sign. It's like, oh, welcome to Silent Hill. That's probably fine. And they go into <laughs> Silent Hill. I have an important question. Is this yes. meant to be animated and follow the tone of the animated movies? Or is this going to be live action like the James Gunn movies? It's got to be animated, right? I think it should be. I think yeah. in the... It, this has to be like a straight to video like animated movie because they yes. just they do what anything goes in those movies yeah yeah True. you know like yeah. like kisser in them and they're like alien magical girls in it you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah like in the in the yeah in the straight to, t- to tv movies like those things get weird and dark so i think this is totally fine yeah those are Isn't the ones there... i think the hex girls were straight to to video movie <laughs> mm-hmm. and john cena's there too because they met john cena dude that movie is great <laughs> by the way the the wrestlemania yeah the mm-hmm. like wrestlemania scooby-doo movie it's awesome should, okay so because it's scooby-doo should there be like inappropriate mm-hmm. celebrity cameos from every anyone in silent hill what celebrity will we send to silent hill <laughs> who are they question. No! Timothy Shout. Why not? <laughs> We're gonna kill Timothy Chalamet. He's gonna be. <laughs> You've been in too many movies, Timothy. Gotta. Sorry, bud. Are we putting Timothy Chalamet in this movie? I feel like uh, it should be no. a different celebrity. It could be somebody else. It, it could be somebody else. It should... I think it should be someone funnier. Someone funnier and also someone that we could feasibly make. Pretend, maybe even make into Pyramid Head. Well, cause all right. Here's the question: Is Pyramid Head going to be like a monster of penance and like punishment that is like exists only to like you know execute and you know make people repent, or is he going to be a guy in a costume who is chasing the gang around? I was I was imagining it was going to be like Zombie Island where they try to take the mask off and it's just like mm-hmm. it doesn't this this shit's real. <laughs> what about? There is a person dressed like Pyramid Head doing Pyramid Head stuff, trying to scare people away for one reason or the other. But then it turns out that Cheryl Mason's whole storyline, where she's like the daughter of the the person who was supposed to birth the Elder God, turns out that's real. And then the real Pyramid Head shows up and like totally fucks over the guy who's dressed up like Pyramid Head. And like, like, like maybe it's like a, like during the climax when like the cultists or whatever are like summoning the god or whatever happening in tandem with like the the mystery the gang is trying to solve, then the real pyramid head shows up and like fucks shit up. I'm down for that. Cause I it, like that. I feel like I feel like there's some very like I feel like there's some very Scooby Doo plot line about like. Something about this place being like a coal mining town, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of Scooby-Doo yeah. storylines like that, right? And like how yeah. Silent Hill is a coal mining town that has like the coal mine is burning still and like ashes stuff. There's something there about like properties or something or something that a villain would want out of Silent Hill. So who who's are going to be our... I think we should take some, some Silent Hill characters as our potential bad guys under the, the uh, pyramid head fake mask. 
I think we should include Eddie because he likes to eat, and I think Scooby and yes, Shaggy yes. will be able to relate to him on that yes. level. Yes, they will love Eddie. Cheryl Mason's got to be there. Um, Angela's pretty sauce. Sybil, I think we should include Sybil. Is she the cop? She's the cop. And there's always, you know, there's always like an authority figure trying to undermine the the, the gang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Being like, you you kids should just stay out of it or whatever. But they're going to save her ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So should any of these characters be the ones who are trying to like run a grift here? Maybe we should just invent someone trying to exploit it because that doesn't like yeah. mess with the cultists who actually were there. I feel like it could be, I think Cassidy kind of said this earlier, but it could be someone who's trying to like take over the town for like monetary gain. Like, someone who wants the land for some reason and is trying to scare people out. And is kind of, like, maybe he's someone who is, like, simultaneously fueling the fears and anxieties of the cultists because it makes it easier for him to drive everyone else out of the town. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we could definitely invent, like, some corny Doug Dimadome big businessman. I was just about mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. But yeah. at the same time though, I think Scooby Doo very often has like the obvious red herring of like that caricature guy, but it's like someone else who has like a slightly different angle, you know? Well yeah. So it's I, not yeah. Obvious. Ooh, yeah. I think I think the red herring here is like he's definitely trying to pull that kind of like con and like it's totally like up the the mystery gangs like Alley. But then it turns mm-hmm. out that all the magic and horrible shit is real, and that's what they have to deal with instead of him. And it's like he's kind of small potatoes, and they're like, "All right, dude, whatever, you do your thing. We got to deal with uh, the Elder God and Pyramid Head." So who's who's our who's going to be the real bad guy? Our big businessman? I don't know. It could the name could be a uh, Big Gumbo. Big Gumbo. How about how about our how about our shitty celebrity? Um, person is Elon Musk and he's also a villain. Oh my god. <laughs> oh I don't even want to say Grimes his actually, name. Yeah. I don't want to give him the attention, but he is like good for being a supervillain of like he wants to get the coal out of Silent Hill before it burns down. Mm-hmm. Like some stupid There's an emerald stupid... mine underneath Silent Hill. <laughs> oh god. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of like I don't want to include him in this because I hate him and I don't want to give him yeah. attention but it is such a stupid idea that he would definitely come up with like he wants to get the coal out of Silent Hill before it burns away because it's burning right now and he wants to get it out of there so that he can have it before it burns away and also Silent Hill is AI how about this how about Silent we... Hill's AI <laughs> How about we don't have... <laughs> 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 How about this? How about instead of having Elon Musk, we have an Elon Musk type and we just have a very Elon Musk name. This guy's clearly Elon Musk, but we don't call right. him that. His name is... Super Wario. His name is... <laughs> <laughs> Wario uh, Musk. Don't remind... Don't remind me the maddest. Don't remind me the maddest I've ever been in my life. Mm. Um, how are you, about... Cassie? Are you not upset that 
Anya Taylor-Joy's Peach instead of Grimes, you know, redoing her amazing performance as Peach. Um, we can't talk about this. I'm going to get so mad. <laughs> should, it be, should it be Chris Pratt? <laughs> Chris Pratt. How about we call this guy Alan Stink? Alan, I think I feel like it should rhyme with Musk. Alan. His last name be Tusk and he's he like he's like a poacher of some sort. Uh, so we have Alan Tusk. Our Elon Musk type who believes in AI and is there to get all the coal out of the Silent Hill mine. And so he's there dressing up as Pyramid Head to scare people away. And then Cheryl Mason's there to find out why she she's having she's having the regular Silent Hill stuff of like having dreams about Silent Hill being called back there for some reason or the other. It wasn't really clear in the second movie why that was happening, other than like they wanted her to be there so that she could be the vessel for the god. But then that wasn't she just being manipulated the whole time, and that's she was, why she went. Yeah, it was like Claudia or something was like being like, "Oh, you're the vessel for the god. You're gonna come here, and we're gonna put the god in you." Uh, yeah. And then they never said why that didn't work in the movie like she like hands claudia an amulet and then she becomes like a monster and then pyramid head comes and fights her and kills her it's never explained why it doesn't like their thing doesn't work and why pyramid head does that i woke up during that final fight so i didn't know what was going on listen i was about on the same level as you matt i did not know why this was happening i think i i think i caught on i think in the Uh movie they said that pyramid head is supposed to be Alessa's protector, which oh. is not the same. It's not the same lore as the games, but that's mm-hmm. why in the movie he like comes to Heather's defense is because he's supposed to be her protector. I mean, I, we could just steal yeah. that. Yeah, um, we could just we could we could yeah. do that if we wanted, and that's her thing is that she's being protected by Pyramid Head. So let's 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 get back. We have some of our big players now in the movie. The gang crashes, they see the Silent Hill sign, and then they go into Silent Hill and see all this like ash and stuff. Do they who do they run into first? Do they run into Cheryl immediately? I think I think she they can, yeah. And she'll mm. she'll be like, Oh, you guys should turn back. This place isn't isn't good. Oh yeah, she's one of the first like people who is like telling them like this place is scary and you shouldn't be here. I think she should have some like when they split up in search for clues. I think Shaggy and Scooby should go with with Heather mm-hmm. at some yeah. point. Yeah, and I think we should definitely not. She shouldn't. She she could be aloof. You know, she wouldn't like tell them exactly what's going on. But yeah, as she bonds with them and like. Mm-hmm. narrowly escapes getting murdered constantly she'll like reveal a little bit to them yeah uh should should shortly after they split up to look for clues should that be when they the first like siren goes off and the town gets all dark and scary and crazy <gasps> that'd be cool while well, they're split up yeah yeah i think they sh- i think we should like start meet the players before we go into the first siren though Okay, well, so the gang has crashed their car- the the mystery machine. So I think their main objective probably is going to be like we want to get in contact with like the nearest town and or like mm. some kind of mechanic and like get yeah. out of here first. 
Mm-hmm. And as they talk, they like look for that, and they like talk to people. They realize that there's something spooky that they should be investigating. Yeah. Okay. That's a good point. So, do they all go to the mechanic together? Or is that when they split up? I think they should go to the mechanic together. Okay. And then yeah. we can get like yeah. maybe Eddie can be the mechanic, and we can get like an exposition dump or something. Maybe also Alan Tusk can be there. Yeah. Um, His big other... coal burning truck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Angela? What would her role in all this be? I think she could just be like another like shifty character that they're sus of. Fair. Is she not Fair. is she not part of the cultists? Nah, she's just like she's just the lady, you know. Maybe also Dahlia should be there because she knows about the cultists. Or maybe right. is she is she the leader? She's of the, the leader of the cultists. I think she's the leader. Maybe they're talking to like Eddie, and they learn some things, and then they accidentally stumble upon like a secret conversation between Dahlia and Alan Tusk. Yeah, I think Alan Tusk would be like, you know, you know, Dahlia, if you just sell me your that that church of yours you know would oh, be very profitable for yeah, all of us. Oh, yeah. yeah and then she'd be like oh no you know it's a sacred place yeah she says uh, some spooky you know, cryptic shit the elder god would not be happy with that and the mon- and in the movie the monsters can't come into the church sort of kind of yes so pyramid head him mr tuss being pyramid head being in there be like how how do you get in here you know mm-hmm well, isn't Pyramid had a special case because he's technically Heather's guardian? I think the um, gang won't yeah. know that, and that mm. we'll, we'll establish at some point that it's a safe haven to go to the church yes, to hide yes. from the monsters. I think we could double twist being like, yes, Pyramid Head actually is here, and then he kills Alan Tusk in the church. <laughs> he, he does that thing from the first movie where he picks him up, rips all his clothes off, <laughs> grabs him by it, grabs his skin, and rips all his skin off too. <laughs> yeah, we should we should be pretty gnarly in this <laughs> at random points. So we meet all our players at this mechanic shop. Mm-hmm. Alan Tusk has a shady, mysterious conversation with Dahlia. Dahlia seems to take some kind of invested interest in heather and i think the gang notices that i think that's when split up in search for clues Mm -hmm. uh fred tells shaggy and scooby to you know stick with heather maybe yeah yeah and then they can investigate dahlia and the others i think dahlia doesn't want to dahlia and tusk do not want to go with him or do not want to go with the mystery gang they i think split off Mm-hmm. I think okay then I think they should be gathering intel on the town itself what if like Velma like in an effort to learn about the history of the town she like should she go to like the like a library or something yep mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm. and then maybe Scooby and Shaggy will can they can stop by like the hospital or one of the other like iconic locations they could go to the bowling alley oh yeah they should go to the bowling alley because they know there's food there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they should be, they should be like shadowing Cheryl or Heather rather. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and yeah. she'll be leading them to different clues. Maybe she can go to the bowling alley, then she'd go to the hospital. So at some point, she catches them, and then mm-hmm. she's just like, "Well, you're already here, so just you know, come with me. I might need backup." And I'll be like, "Backup? What for?" You yeah, know? yeah. She'll be like, "You'll see." Does she already know about these monsters? Does she? Does she not already know when she comes to Silent Hill? I don't, I don't remember much from the I, search scene. 
the there are monsters that were terrorizing her in real life but i don't know like mm-hmm. i think she's not like a hardened badass yet i think right. maybe maybe she becomes that later in the movie but i think for now like when she sees monsters her and scooby and shaggy's instinct is to run okay so velma and who goes to the library maybe angela yeah and then where do fred and daphne and, and eddie? Uh, eddie go there's some other important locales inside. there's like a there's like a hotel what would they be looking for at the maybe Sign yeah maybe they could people. be looking for a yeah also just like they might need a place to stay that might be there for a few days there you go yeah should there be like an event that happens now while they're all separated i think the first siren should happen yeah and the the question is are we gonna reveal that there's more than one pyramid head in this event because I was thinking, like, Shaggy and Scooby and Cheryl... Meet the real one. Meet the real one. And they're scared by him, but he only chases them lightly and does not try to, like, kill them, really. Or maybe he tries to kill Scooby and Shaggy, but, like, Cheryl is able to stop him by just, like, stepping in front of him. Yeah. I think that works, and then he'll, like, leave, and they'll be like, what was that about? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, and then... Yeah. But then I the question stands, do we reveal if there's another pyramid head that looks... I think he should look different from yeah. the other one. I feel like we shouldn't reveal that too early. That's the thing. So, like, what should... Should it just be monsters that, that vex our, our other heroes? Yeah, I think it should just be other monsters. It could just be, like, the, the bobble-headed nurses and the... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who are Daphne and Fred attacked by? The straight jackety, spitty, spitty up you guys. What do they learn at their respective locations? In the first movie, there was that like secret room, right? Yes. I think they should find some kind of like symbol somewhere on the on in the hotel. Daphne should read while she is at the library before things go fully south she should be reading about like this symbol and this like weird like religious cult that is there and then also she learns that it is a coal mining town where this like you know coal has been burning for years and years the those seeds should be planted and then i think when they like meet up again maybe she should like mention the symbol and then fred and daphne are like we saw that and then they go back to the the hotel at some point and find a secret room or something like they did in the movie I think maybe even, like, at the library when Velma's looking all this stuff up, like, maybe since Angela's with her, she could be like, oh, you know, maybe you should talk to Dolly about that. She knows, like, about these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Is Angela from the town, or is she also a person who has, like, a wayward person who's just, like, come here? She's, like, a wayward person who's, like, done some mm-hmm. fucked up shit, and she's here, but I think... Oh. I think for the sake of the movie, she could have, like, been there for a little while and, like, picked up on certain things. Yeah, or, like, she could have also, like, Dahlia could have just told her, like, go to the church. The church is the safe haven. And so then Angela makes the connection. Like, she probably knows about this stuff. Cool. So those seeds are planted. Do you think there should be a part where, like, I think Eddie should be, like, cowering from, like, the monsters and Fred walks up to him and be like, no, this is just, we deal with this all the time. It's just a costume. And he tries to pull, like their head off and he almost gets yeah. like acided in the face 
do you think uh def here here's here's a here's a little uh fix to it because i do think pyramid head should be revealed to more than one party at once mm-hmm. but it doesn't need to be revealed to us like you, he could be like stalking them in the back and they don't notice or like velma and angela both are are like chased by pyramid head and what we see is like we hear the sword dragging and we see like the footstep happen and like we like see like a silhouette of like a footstep and a sword and the girls see him and they like scream and then they run away and then it cuts away from that totally to like different action you know in this like big action chase scene there's probably a song Mm-hmm. And then when everything calms down and they all reunite back together, uh, Shaggy and Scooby are like, "We saw a guy with like a like a crazy head. It was like a pyramid." And then like Velma is like, "Yo, we saw someone like that too at the library." Where do they re reunite? Should they reunite at the hospital? I feel like they would need a reason to go to the hospital. I, True. Maybe, I would assume when they split up, they would have been like, "I'll oh, meet up here." Like when we regroup at this yeah. time or whatever. There's a lot of movies where they just, like, meet up at various restaurants. Yeah, there's definitely, like, a Silent Hill diner. And then, should we see Alan Tusk again? And if we do, what purpose should he play? Or either Alan Tusk or Dahlia. I think we should see one of them. Maybe Alan Tusk, because we've been kind of neglecting his storyline a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's probably eating a giant steak. Yeah, they go to the diner and they see him there. What do they learn from him? What clues do they get from him? Maybe someone said something about a coal-powered car. Which one of you said his, that? I said I said he drives a big truck that only runs on coal. You were joking, I think. Yeah, but that's mm-hmm, honestly not a bad clue. Was that a what That'd we be, do in the shadows reference? Wait, oh, it wasn't. But that's fine. I was. Th- it'd be funny because like he'd be like two electric cars to Elon Musk as like but like as coal Coal power yeah 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 (laughs) like the opposite of like whatever you know they yeah i think i think that's like honestly a good clue is they see his crazy car and like all the giant like plumes of smoke it makes and they're like what and then the fog from from silent hill (laughs) yeah and like (laughs) like they're like what kind of car is it oh it runs on coal only car that runs on coal and then uh, it's like you know you know these electric cars and these gas cars they got it all wrong you gotta get the coal (laughs) yeah and so they like maybe that's what they learn at the diner they like see his crazy car and there and he talks about how it like runs off of coal and then he he Mm -hmm. reveals that this is a coal mining town and then velma's like yeah it is how do you know that we didn't see you at the library oh should he also like warn them about pyramid head or is that too revealing i think he should be feeding them like information to throw him off his trail mm-hmm. he should be oh he should be talking about dahlia. about the cult yeah he yeah, should be like yeah. have you guys heard about the about dahlia and like everything she's doing i heard she has a there's a creature that follows her with a pyramid head or something mm-hmm. yeah yeah maybe he could like throw some shade at cheryl too be like oh "Oh, you know that that pyramid headed figure you know thinks she has something to do with cheryl yeah and you know shaggy and scooby saw that pyramid head didn't attack her so that's pretty sus oh yeah yeah they they start to suspect her too 
then there should be some kind of clue that he is dressing his pyramid head on his truck or something. Maybe they see that he's got coal all over his boots and because of the coal-powered truck and he like leaves little coal footprints everywhere and mm. it's it, that's like something that's revealed later when they explain it all but I think they should notice that in the library that the pyramid had left footprints behind and they're like looking at it like it's coal and that should be that should just be like a clue they get if they like ever go back if they go back to the library they can like see that like the footprints that pyramid had left behind was coal and that like ties yeah. it back too because the real pyramid head doesn't have that uh, but i think that should happen later but yes yes that I, should definitely happen that. later but like like mm-hmm. when they flash back to when they're like explaining his whole shit if they get around to doing that they should like it should be like a flashback to like velma's like and only a person driving a coal-powered truck would leave footprints behind like that. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. So, I think they definitely um, should have the reveal, and then real Pyramid Head shows up and kills him. Yeah, well, that's that's the real trick, is how do we get the reveal in there with well, while also resolving this, like, huge, like, supernatural monster god cult thing? Do we do it before all the shit goes down or after? I think after we solve, like, the micro-mystery of, like, this, like, regular rich yuppie guy, I mm-hmm. think then we go into the crazy cosmic shit. Mm. And okay. resolve I agree. that. Because that's, like, the real climax. Like, he's, like, yes. small fishes, you know, compared yes. to all this nonsense. Well, I, f- I feel like it. he's trying to, like, paint it as if, like, the cult, as if, like, Dahlia is behind is behind Pyramid Head's existence. So I feel like it makes sense that there would be like a scene where he's dressed as Pyramid Head, he runs over mm. to where the cult's been hanging out, and then they manage to corner him, and they take his mask off, and then like the real Pyramid Head shows up because they're right next to where the cult is. What if, what if this mystery is like weirdly easy for them to solve? Mm-hmm. Right? And, like, it's very easy for them to put the clues together. It's actually also very easy for them to catch him. And they do it, like, really early on. Because his plan was going to... He had a great scheme in mind, but he was so thrown off by all the crazy shit that's happening in Silent Hill. He was like, listen, man, I I had a great thing going, and then these monsters started showing up. And honestly, when I ran into you guys in the library, I was running away from something else. I don't know what is happening in this town. But I need to get out of here. I need you kids to help me get out of here. I don't want the coal anymore. Something like that, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And like when they do this big unveiling, that's when Pyramid Head shows up. I think like this should be like before the midpoint of the movie when they reveal this guy and like his plan. I feel like it should be right at the middle because i think like what we're talking about like we've covered like a decent amount of stuff going on yeah true true yeah i still kind of want them to catch him as pyramid head in the church because i think it would still make sense that he would be there to try to scare away dahlia as we've established that she's not trying to sell her land or Mm -hmm. since he's so like freaked out by monsters maybe he's there because it's safe so it's like a win-win for him, you know. Yeah. Both safe, and I'm scaring away my competition. Yes. Oh, yes. what if 
What if in the diner he, like, tells them to go check out the church? Yeah. So then they're already, they're, like, heading that way and they get inside. And then he kind of, like, attacks them in the church dressed as Pyramid Head. And maybe, I don't know, maybe Dahlia or someone could, like, help them catch him. And then when they unveil him, Dahlia will be like, see, I knew it wasn't real because the real Pyramid Head can't come in here. And then maybe she locks them in the church. Yeah. Because she doesn't like them either. Mm -hmm. Where is Cheryl during this? She's with them, I think. Maybe Cheryl's the one that lets in the real Pyramid. I think we should keep Cheryl, Scooby, and Shaggy as, like, mm-hmm. the good side team, you know? Yes, agreed. So perhaps during all this, like, when when Freddy, uh, Velma, and Daphne capture Alan Tusk as Pyramid Head with the help of Dahlia, mm-hmm. and then she turns on them, the other three, Scooby, Shaggy, and Cheryl, are, like, hiding, like, in the pews or something, and they, like, see the second hand, but yeah. they're not captured. So then Cheryl can let Pyramid Head in. So them being in the church, right? The church is not where, like, the main ritual or whatever is going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe it is. I don't know. But, like, I think the, the place where the climax should take place is in the secret room in the hotel. Maybe the church has, like, a secret entrance into the secret room in the hotel just to save ourselves something. Well, I think Pyramid Head would let them out of the church. Because if, like, Cheryl, like, lets him in, like, she uses some kind of power to, like, call on him, he, like, could bust through the door, and then they could leave. Then they could go to the... Because, like, I think the point of, like, the thing that Daphne and Freddie and Eddie learn when they're in the hotel is they see this, like, special symbol on the like some kind of wall or painting in the hotel and then when they're in the church they see the symbol and like oh that's the history of this like because Dahlia like dumped all of it on them or whatever and like he he recognizes the symbol he's like hey there's a symbol like that in the hotel we should go check that out and then they're like oh we can't because we're stuck in the church and then Cheryl like you know calls on like sees Pyramid Head outside of the church sort of pacing and she like calls on him and then he like busts open the door or something and then we think that you know it's gonna be bad but then he like lets them out i think we should also just so we have a little more of heather's story a little more fleshed out Mm -hmm. i think that we should have we should have her have these like visions occasionally of like her other half that's calling her here and like giving little nugs of information that like her other half is like you know the vessel uh, or like you know the the stuff that the the stuff that ties her to silent hill into like the god and stuff Mm -hmm. maybe that's how she she like in the church knows how knows to let pyramid head in and to call on him because it's like her other half is like call on him he is your protector so that's just kind of we'll just say that's been happening a little bit and maybe scooby and shaggy have been like noticing her talking to no one and been like man what's with her yeah true i think that's necessary just because we don't have much of her backstory in this at all yes yes yeah i i would like to think that as she's been palling around with scooby and shaggy maybe she's opened up to them and like given yes. them little bits of information as we've been going on mm-hmm. i think 
I think maybe even in the church, she like spills it all when they're like, yeah. like elsewhere and they're all like, maybe they're split up amongst the church to try and find a way out and she's with them and she like just lets them know. She's like, hey guys, listen, or, this is what's up with me. What if she doesn't know and then when they're in the church, Dahlia like tells her and everybody. So then yeah. it would be like, she's like, oh, I've, I've been called to this place, but I didn't know why. Because, okay, yeah, because I'm just thinking of, like, a plot hole where if Heather already knew all of this stuff about her past, then why would she voluntarily go with them to the church? If she's, like, yeah, afraid yeah. of these people and trying to avoid them? Yeah, that's true. I think... I think maybe she was with... How about she was with Scooby and Shaggy already, but they were outside when the bells rang, so they had no other choice but to go to shelter yeah. at the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, I don't know why, but I have a bad feeling about this place. And it's like, oh, we don't have, we don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, d- I do like the idea that she doesn't have all the answers yet, and then maybe Dahlia gives them more. I think that from some of her research that she did in the library, I think Velma should be able to help piece together stuff for her. Yeah. Just so the, you know, the Scooby gang has more importance. I I think that she definitely has stuff that she hasn't told them, though, because she doesn't trust a lot of these people yet. And I think that she could talk about her dad and stuff. Like, you know, like her dad had gone to Silent Hill before this, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She could name drop his name and then maybe like Velma's been reading because, you know, I'm sure Harry would have like shown up from what Mm -hmm. he did like those many years ago. Man, we're really doing a good job at putting a like mystery together. They are. When you have it in the context of Scooby Doo, it's a lot easier, I think. Yes, I agree. Maybe that's what I should do when I write mysteries. Just imagine it's Scooby Doo. And then so then at the hotel, they see that they find the secret room, there's all kinds of spooky cult shit there. What kind of monsters should be in there? There should be a dog there should be like a dog or like an evil dog or evil cat to like match to Scooby. The an- evil cat comes back. An evil cat with a knife. <laughs> Can the cat have a knife? Or or maybe it's like a really small cat, and they're like, "Oh, it's just a cat," even though it's really fucked up looking. And then it could becomes a huge monster. Oh yeah, like Scooby's like, oh, I could fucking take him at first, and then it grows, and he's like shitting himself. <laughs> Should they be chased around and separated by this thing? I think in like the the dark cultist room, there was probably like a stairwell going downwards, mm-hmm. and. Is it Silent Hill 1 that has that one level where all the doors, like, they, like, lead back to each other and stuff, and it's like, this space doesn't make sense? That sounds familiar. Because there's definitely a level that's like that, and it totally Uh goes into the Scooby-Doo gag of going through random, like, doors and them coming into each other. I think we should have one of those. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. You guys, I just thought of something that we need to include. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. In every movie... Daphne gets kidnapped. So should we include Daphne getting kidnapped? My thought, my initial Uh thought is that for some reason, the cult mistakes Daphne for Heather and they kidnap Daphne thinking that she's Heather. Maybe they could dress up Daphne as Heather as like, because they know that they want Heather. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's actually really good. It's like a Fred, a Fred plan. Yeah, yeah. A terrible Fred plan. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Where he's like, Daphne's like, we don't want her to get kidnapped, so then you can just get kidnapped. <laughs> or, mm-hmm. or they like plan to use her as like some kind of bait, 
But Daphne, at a certain point, Daphne's like, this is too far. They're going to kill me. And <laughs> she's, like, freaking out. Like, they start doing the ritual or something. And the gang gets there just in time. And they, like, summon some grody monster. But, okay, so what is the rest of the plan? Because that seems like there's no reason to do that yet. What is the rest yeah. of Fred's plan to switch Daphne and, and Heather well, wouldn't it be because Daphne can't actually be a vessel? Oh, so like, yeah. They're like, if you take her and then she drinks the liquid or whatever, she can't actually, like, give birth to this deity. This deity. Uh-huh. So it could stall them. It could, like, stall them a little bit. She, like, they, like, make her drink this liquid. And then uh, it's so visceral to have her, like, puke it up. So not Scooby Doo. I'm trying to think of Daphne to puke also. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like trying to think of a a way where they try to introduce this vessel to her that doesn't involve like stabbing or cutting or making her drink something. Oh, maybe they just put an amulet on her because that was like the whole thing in the second movie was some kind of amulet. Yeah, it could be an amulet. Yeah, Yeah, they're like. It could be like her soul like leaves her body, but then like when it tries to merge with. Uh, Alessa, Alessa, I, can't, I I don't know why I can't remember that. Yeah. But then it, like tries to morph, but then it rejects her because it's not her. Yeah. Pulls the wig off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then out of the amulet comes some huge grody monster that is like the final boss or whatever. Then after that, Cheryl comes in and pulls her red wig off, uh, and she's wearing Daphne's clothes, and she's like, get him, Pyramid Head, or something like that, and then Pyramid <laughs> Head comes out and fights the grody monster, and we have a total, like, Silent Hill Revelations moment where Pyramid Head and this giant monster fight. This might be a little too much, but maybe since Claudia failed the god or whatever, the amulet, like, zaps her with the magic, and then she becomes a giant grody monster, like in Silent Hill Revelations. Or not Claudia, Dahlia. Like, maybe that's... I, I mean, that's really scary and, like, maybe not good for kids, but, like, the amulet totally, like, imbues her with this monstrous energy. Yeah, I don't see when. I mean, like, when she does, like, summon the, the incubus, like, deity thing, I think in all the endings it, like, destroys her immediately. Yeah. Mm. So I don't, there's no, I don't think there's any harm in turning her into, like, a giant beast. Yeah, so then she becomes a giant beast, Pyramid Head comes, he kills her with his sword very graphically and then he walks off and then silent hill becomes normal and then <laughs> the fog finally lifts and maybe dahlia survived i think dahlia has to be the one who's like i would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids i think that should be she should be the one who's saying that line so she's not dead i think maybe pyramid head beating her turns her back to normal yeah. i don't know what do you think should she die should dahlia be killed I don't think she should die because it's Scooby. I mean, it's not un. It's not like it's not. It's not uncommon in Scooby Doo movies for like a real ass villain to die. Because don't those like witches from Zombie Island totally die? I think. Well, if she gets turned into a monster, I think she could be like no, and then she like evaporates, and like that's like pretty soft, you know. And like as she fades away, like she could be like, and I would have gotten away with it too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, that's good. I like that. And then the fog lifts. And everything's normal again. And then I think the gang should drive uh, Heather to like a train station so she can go back to her dad or something yes. like that. Yes. And then and then they say their goodbyes and that is the end of the movie. 
All right. I'm going to jump into the plot summary for our Scooby-Doo Goes to Silent Hill movie. So the gang stumbles into Silent Hill uh, in their mystery machine and they get caught in a big fog. While they're there, a scary cat with five eyes covered in barbed wire uh, walks in front of the mystery machine and causes them to crash right in front of the sign that says Welcome to Silent Hill. Velma here notes that the town has been covered in ash and is immediately suspicious. The gang decides to walk into town and, you know, try to figure out what's going on. They initially meet Heather, who tells them that, you know, this is a scary place and that they should leave the town. Um, but they tell her that they can't do it because they've crashed their car, and so Heather agrees to take them to a mechanic. Uh, they go to the mechanic. While they're there, they meet Eddie and Angela. And through these two characters, they kind of learn that there's something fishy going on in the town. They're not quite sure what, though. And then outside, uh, Scooby and Shaggy kind of stumble upon a conversation with Dahlia and an Alan Tusk, where they hear that Alan wants the church from her. Uh, they're not sure why, though. And they also hear Dahlia kind of asking questions about Heather, who she is, what her story is. This really freaks out the gang. So they decide from here to split up and look for clues. Daphne, Fred, and Eddie go to a hotel in the meantime to check into a room. And while they're there, Daphne and Fred find a symbol in the hotel, but they don't know what the symbol means yet. In the meantime, Velma and Angela go to the library. And with the help of Angela, Velma has been reading about the history of the town, the cults in the town, and learns about this symbol, and also learns that it's a coal mining town. Uh, in the meantime, Shaggy and Scooby kind of follow Heather around, they follow her to a bowling alley, and then while the game is separated, the sirens go off for the first time. When the sirens go off, Pyramid Head tries to attack Scooby and Shaggy, but Heather is able to ward him off and she doesn't know why. Velma is attacked by some mannequins and by another pyramid head um, who's off screen and who we as an audience don't see yet. And Daphne and Fred are attacked by you know, some miscellaneous monsters in the hotel. The team decides to meet back up after at a diner and share their knowledge of what they've learned throughout the day. Uh, right before they go into the diner though, they see Alan Tusk kind of like big coal-powered car. <laughs> so they head inside, they see Alan Tusk is eating a big steak. He tells them that this is a coal mining town um, and kind of throws some shade on Dahlia, says that she's not to be trusted, and talks about this pyramid-headed creature who he says roams about the town. He also tries to cast a little bit of doubt on Heather and says that maybe this creature is connected to her. Alan then tells them that they should check out the church. So the gang decides to head over there. On their walk there, Heather tries to tell them more of her backstory, um, like information about her father and about the reason that she came to the town. And through some of her reading, Velma is then able to kind of fill in the gaps of Heather's story and make a more complete picture. While they're in the church, Pyramid Head attacks them again 
but they're able to catch him pretty easily and take his mask off. Velma kind of explains that there was a pyramid head in the library as well, but this one in the library left cold footprints behind, um, and this pyramid head in the church now is leaving cold footprints behind, so she puts together really quickly that it's actually Alan Tusk. Um, and then as soon as they take his mask off, Dahlia traps him in the church and tries to kidnap Heather. And through here, it's kind of revealed more about Heather's backstory that she's connected to the cult. At this point, Heather calls upon the real pyramid head who finds them and saves them from Dahlia. After they're able to escape, Fred devises a plan where Daphne dresses up as Heather um, so that Daphne could be kidnapped in Heather's place. And at this point, they decide to go to the hotel, and in the hotel, they find the, se the secret room. In this room, they find some like worshiping cult members and a cat <laughs> with knives for arms. Um, the gang gets separated again, and once they're reunited, they find that Daphne has been taken. So they decide to go back to the church to try to find Daphne. When they get there, they see that the cult is trying to put an amulet on Daphne to summon deity, but it doesn't work. So Dahlia takes it instead, and when she takes it, it turns her into a giant monster. So here, Heather has to call in Pyramid Head again as her protector to fight the monster uh, for them. Dahlia's defeated, and as she's dying, she's like turning into smoke and saying, Oh, if it weren't for you meddling kids, I would have been able to bring back this deity. And then Sybil takes Alan Tusk away in a cop car. All is right with the world, um, and the gang is able to leave in their mystery machine with Heather. So, uh, Warner Brothers, you know, get on it. Get at us. So from here, do we want to get into staff picks? Things that y'all yeah. have enjoyed this week? Yeah. Okay, so because of like the pretty heavy Lynch vibes and like in that influence the uh, the games, I would recommend if you guys haven't seen it, watch Mulholland Drive. Mm. You know, a little little bit of doubles, a little little Marie Mary type dealios. And also, because the music is also very, like, Lynch-inspired, I would recommend um, the band Shushu's album, Shushu Plays the Music of Twin Peaks. Um, Shushu is this really cra fucking crazy band, and uh, they were commissioned, I think, for, like, some, exhi some exhibit for the David Lynch Foundation to cover the Twin Peaks soundtrack. And their approach to the music, which was already, like, pretty, like, spooky and haunting they just mm -hmm. like push it to really crazy industrial levels and it's just like harrowing and terrifying oh, and wow. some good spooky listenings as it is october so yeah shishu plays the music of twin peaks and mohan drive hell yeah what a recommendation man damn damn mine is so less uh it is not really related to silent hill or scooby-doo at all i just kind of like thought of a movie i liked Fair enough. That I watched what between is it? the Yeah, I watched this between the recording of this episode and last. I watch a lot of horror movies. It's gonna be the majority of what I recommend on these podcast episodes probably. Uh, but since it's Halloween, if you're in the mood for a good slasher, I would recommend the movie Stitches. 
It is a, mm. a Scooby-Doo in nature, I guess, if you count it being like a killer clown, maybe. Uh, it's this movie about these like Irish kids who uh, have like this birthday party when they're really young and they accidentally kill this like shitty clown that they have at the birthday party. And then like fast forward six years later, they're all in high school. They're having a party at the same house and this this clown comes back to life and he's like this undead clown and he starts like killing them in really silly ways. It's a really silly movie. Uh, you know, it really plays into my love of a, mo- uh, a slasher movie with like a slasher that like says little jokes and quips after he kills the his, their victims in like very funny and interesting ways. There's a little bit of problematic humor, a little bit of fat phobia in there. Not great at points, but other than that, it is a very funny and enjoyable slasher movie. Stitches. You can find it on Shudder. It's also Irish, which is a fun little touch. Uh, Annika, what do you have for us? My recommendation this week is going to be the 1997 film Cure by Kiyoshi Kurosawa. Mm. It's I got to see it. It was playing at IFC. They were doing a 4K restoration of it. It is I think it's become one of my favorite like thrillers of all time. It's about there's a string of similar murders that happen uh, in Tokyo and this detective is trying to figure out uh, who could have caused it because after the end of each, even though every murder is so similar, everyone dies in the same way, the murderer is always caught or they kill themselves. So it's like how is it happening that there's all these copycat murders that are happening between these people who don't know each other? Um, and I don't really want to say more because it's such a good film and I think you should just watch it. It's on Criterion right now. Yeah. Ooh. And maybe always. That's a, that's a great bunch of staff picks, dudes. I think I, I'm really starting to like this segment a lot. Here's another segment that I wish I could like more, and that's fan pitches. Please, <laughs> we beg you. Send us pitches. Our email is gamerealcast at gmail.com or tweet them at us at gamereal3. Please. Um, We want to say a quick thank you to Chris Kirk for our theme song. His Twitter is at ComposerKirk, which is at ComposerKirk. And his Bandcamp, if you want to check it out, is ComposerKirk.Bandcamp.com. And as always, we would love to thank our brilliant artist who makes all of our great album art and all the other assets for all of our cool stuff. Brit Soda's Journa. You can go follow her on Twitter at at Artzoid. That is at A-R-T-Z-0-I-D because she's cool like that. This has been Game Real. Thank you so much to everyone who listens to our podcast. Uh, this has been Annika. I've been Cassidy. And I've been mad. Good night.